trying all these different sides of journalism so far podcasting is my favorite because it it gives me as a producer and as a podcast consumer the time all the time that i need to either tell a good story or listen to a good story do you think having a journalist degree while producing podcasts does it help it doesn't matter <laughs> if i can say because i've been working as a journalist for over 10 years now and i've worked with exceptional journalists who studied medicine or engineering yeah because it's more of a skill yeah. not just a degree so i think journalism or media or podcasting is one of the few fields maybe that doesn't really care about degrees as much as show me what you can do where does podcast fit when it comes to let's say a big media or content organization that has got all potential channels to produce all potential formats of content you don't have any limitations it can be an episode can be 20 minutes long or 45 minutes long it depends on the story so i would say it the time flexibility even here in the region on a global scale everyone is still learning mm -hmm. how how we can do it what works my audience is b2b my heritage is b2b corporate and uh, I really want to create impact in that area. What are, what are your thoughts about B2B podcasts? So yeah, I think it's, we're still experimenting what best would work for B2B, B2B podcasts. But yeah, as, as we have B2B videos, B2B websites, uh, and all this B2B content creation umbrella, I can see podcasting fitting into that format as well. Hello YouTube and hello LinkedIn. Uh, this is the episode from On Speaking Terms podcast with Lara Varlamova and we're having Doa Farid from The National today with us and we're talking podcasting and big media houses. Hi Dora, it's very, very nice having you in Potsdam Studio and On Speaking Terms and I will allow you to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, you pretty much said everything. I'm Doa. I'm from The National News. Um, I'm a journalist. Uh, this is how I always like to describe myself and introduce myself. I've done lots of different forms of journalism, from text in print and online newspapers and news websites to radio broadcasting to TV and then digital and lately podcasts. Yeah, so I was amazed actually. I was like, wow, we've got a podcast dedicated person in the national and I definitely need to reach out and uh, ask everything about podcasts uh, and how it is work for the big media houses. But I want to know sort of what was your journey from, you know, traditional uh, media or probably news production to the uh, podcast production within the national. How long was the journey and what did you do at the, uh, at the beginning and how did you end up doing podcasts specifically? Uh, 
for me, I, I'm not sure. Is it a long journey? Because when I started my professional life, it was in an online radio station mm -hmm. back in Egypt. And now when I think about it, we didn't call it at that time podcasting. But when I look at it now, it is podcasting because I was producing uh, for an online based uh, platform um, recorded as live content and in audio format. And this is what podcasting is, right? But then I kind of shifted to traditional news uh, for uh, for newspapers, mm -hmm. for daily newspapers and magazines. And then it took me four years doing that. And then I kind of shifted back again to audio journalism, uh, where I was producing and presenting news and current affairs programs uh, in Arabic language uh, for uh radio station for a radio pan arab radio station and then i kind of moved to tv and then digital and then three years ago uh, i found my <laughs> favorite thing which is podcasting and so far trying all these different sides of journalism so far podcasting is my favorite because it it gives me as a producer and as a podcast consumer the time, all the time that I need to either tell a good story or listen to a good story. So it's my favorite form of uh, journalism right now. Well, I, I was going to ask, actually, why is it your favorite? And <laughs> why, uh, see, can I say like, okay, so since podcasting has become a favorite format of a journalists can we say that this is like something that is not just a buzz or a trend it's a need and it's something that is going to replace let's say traditional media can I say so I wouldn't say it will replace but I I would say that the majority of major news organizations worldwide right now are giving big attention to podcasts I think a few months ago New York Times even had their audio mm -hmm. uh, podcast app so that you don't have to go to Apple or Spotify mm -hmm. or any other uh, podcast app to listen to their podcasts while you can download their own thing so it's it's a big investment it's a big sign that uh, podcasting is here to stay it's not just something that it's not a trend right that will disappear after some time. And um, I remember when I was studying journalism a few years ago, um, everyone was saying, even college professors at that time, that you are unlucky because by the time you will graduate, printed newspapers will disappear. Mm -hmm. And my first full-time job after graduating was in a print newspaper. And until today, we still have print newspapers everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, so I think we kind of, whenever we have like a new tool or a new way to deliver information or to produce storytelling uh formats uh people kind of get this feeling that yeah this is gonna take over and everything else will disappear uh while i see that they can all coexist because we are different and we consume news and storytelling differently so it's just that i found my favorite thing somebody else might still prefer reading yeah. text stories that's right? absolutely yeah i agree with you okay let, let's probably then uh name it uh, say where does podcast 
fit when it comes to, let's say, a big media or content organization that has got all potential channels to produce all potential formats of content? Where does podcast fit uh, into their objectives, into their agenda? What kind of goal an organization is pursuing when they're creating a podcast and how it is created within the organization? Let's talk about that. Yeah. I would say the goal would be to reach a type of audience that yeah. they don't reach within their other formats, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so news organizations now or media houses, they produce videos, they produce text stories on their website, social media content. And then we have this type of audience who listen to podcasts every morning and we need to reach out to those type of people, right? So it's kind of part of a plan to diversify the way they are reaching out to their audience or their target audience. Um, I think, yeah, I think this is it. Because as I told you, it's people are different and they consume news or stories in different ways. And every organization's goal would eventually to be to reach a wider type of audience as much as they can. And if, if even if they are like 20 or 30% of people, of, of their audience, there are still a big amount of people that they would want to, to reach and to have as, as a loyal audience. That's right. So what is the, let's, uh, so what is the difference? Uh, what, what makes podcasts different from other types of, let's say, let's say news, okay, mm. with some big headlines on a daily basis that the national is producing or any other big houses. So we're talking to you as a professional that is coming from this background, from this industry. So how, how is podcast different? So what is it used for? And what is it capable to do? What news are not capable to do, let's say? Uh, I would say the time to really delve into the story and provide analysis and more details on why this story has happened, how did it unfold, mm-hmm. where we are now and where we're going. While on TV news, for example, you you have a limited broadcast time, right? Like what? a news segment can be maximum of like 20 minutes. That's right. And then you have like a next program waiting for you to to air right Mm -hmm. so you're kind of limited with airtime while on podcasts you don't have any limitations it can be an episode can be 20 minutes long or 45 minutes long it depends on the story so I would say the time flexibility and also the from from the back end from the producer side it's also the time to put together a story in a really interesting way because in in news, if something happens, you have to to tell it as fast as you can, and as of course as accurate as you can. But you have to you have to break the news. You have to let the story out. While on podcasting, you're kind of assured that the news will be delivered to people. But this is not what you worry about right now. You worry about the analysis side and how how people will be impacted by this specific story. What are the most popular or sort of what are the most popular shows that the national um, uh, is producing currently in a podcast format? So what are they dedicated to? We have different we have news podcasts, current affairs analysis uh, mm-hmm. ones, uh, art and culture. 
we have uh, personal finance and yeah th- uh, we've produced previously like limited series depend if, if there's like an anniversary of uh, a war or something that has changed many the lives of many people then we've produced limited series uh, sports we kind of like have different types of uh, of podcasts. Yeah, interesting. So for example, when it comes to a news podcast, how is it integrated with the news themselves? Is it like a review of the news or is it something that comes easier than the news? Like what what how do you integrate these two big sort of mm. things together? So we do a news roundup every morning right. uh before 9am and uh Statistics say that most people listen to podcasts while they are driving to mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. So we make sure that this uh, this podcast is like delivered and published before 9 a.m. so people can listen to it on their commute. Uh, and it's a roundup of the most trending story news stories in, in the Middle East. Uh, of course, because we're based in the Middle East, but we do cover global stories as well with like a Middle East angle and why should I, uh, how would uh, a conflict next door impact lives in the Middle East, for example. Uh, so it's it's a roundup and also with current affairs, it's more of an analysis type of thing. And sometimes we have many correspondents at the National who travel to war zones or conflict zones mm-hmm. or even with like the earthquakes or places of natural disaster um, and they provide coverage for uh, for the for multimedia for social media for the website and for the newspaper and the podcast as well uh, because when you when you read the news you kind of want to hear about it from a person who is currently there mm-hmm. who can describe what they can see uh, so that's also an opportunity to integrate uh, audio as part of the wider news uh, coverage. And do you have any kind of like understanding? So do you prefer to make these long sort of episodes or do you make them short? Do you have any specific scenario of how you deliver those episodes? Uh, Just to understand how do you sort of uh, think about the podcast production side Mm. of things? It's really flexible because with the news roundup, it's a few minutes podcast, while with the analysis, sometimes it can be 10 minutes and sometimes it can be up to 45 minutes, basically, depending on the story itself. What do you know? What different voices do you have? Uh, how, How much is enough basically to to really tell a story in an interesting way that is easy and compelling for everyone to listen to. Uh, so we were kind of flexible on that side. While when I first started to work in podcasting, not with the national in a previous organization, it was more of we had we we kind of like limited ourselves to a 20 minutes Mm -hmm. limit like we have to make this episode 20 minutes long it like this is this is the limitation that we kind of put for ourselves because that was three years ago and podcasting here in the region was still a new thing Mm -hmm. so we were figuring out how best we can do it um but it's it's changing right yeah 
every day, every month, we have something new here. And this is what I really love most about podcasts is that it's a learning process for mm-hmm. everyone. Even here in the region, on a global scale, everyone is still learning mm-hmm. how how we can do it, what works. Uh, because some people prefer listening to one hour long podcasts. Some people listen to three hours long podcasts, right? So it it's it's a changing industry. It's interesting that you said about three hours. Well, I've never actually exceeded probably one hour and a half myself. I mean, not the not the interview that I'm making, but the the, the piece of content that I can afford listening to. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, I think. Uh, I don't know, there's a perception that the shorter and the more sort of crisp piece of content you create, uh, the more viewers, let's say, the more potential this piece of content has. But yeah. obviously it depends on uh, the speakers that you might have and the story that you're telling. Do you prefer interviews or monologues? Uh, again, depends on the story. Uh, the story is your like met- metric here. Yeah. Story, some stories can better be told through an interview mm-hmm. or you can do your interview first and kind of build a script around it and provide like a narrative scenario of how you can best tell this story. So it depends on the story. I've done both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed both and I listened to both. Uh, depends on the story. How long does it usually take you to produce, let's say, an episode or mm, a series of episodes for a certain topic? So for news organizations, it's a process, right? Because you have to have a plan, you have to coordinate with other teams, who can, who is covering a story from which country, how we can best produce this. So sometimes it takes weeks to plan, sometimes it takes months to plan and sometimes just few days depending on yeah again the story itself and sometimes you can have a whole thing planned and then you have like a breaking news story and then you just build your plan all over again because you have a new story and you have to accommodate to what's happening right um so yeah it's it's a process usually We have editorial meetings every week to plan for the days and the weeks and the months, the upcoming months as well. Do you have your favorite type of, uh, let's say, format uh, for the podcast? Be it a story, be it a guest interview, be it a panel probably, and maybe it's several stories together in one episode. Do you have any kind of favorite format that you think works the best for a certain niche? Um... That's something I really can't uh, kind of, I can't say what works best, right? Because some some episodes work for certain reasons and some different episodes also work for other reasons uh, because you're not, we're not only targeting UAE-based audience, basically. Mm-hmm. We're targeting people in the region mm-hmm. and even in the UK, US, India, other countries. And people are different and they consume things differently. So it really, there is no like a secret ingredient of what will work best. But personally, I think I like it when I see and when I listen to a podcast interview or like a watch a podcast interview uh, with uh, a celebrity or like an official or a politician 
And they kind of reveal stories that they never shared before mm-hmm. on TV mm-hmm. or on other traditional forms of media because of the time limitations, right? Or because of the setting and the vibes. It was, it was a different time. And now the po- podcasting kind of gives even interviewees the vibes that they can really share new things about them that they didn't have the chance to reveal before. So I kind of like when things get personal, Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you've got somebody who's uh, uh, very famous. Yeah. Uh, You you can get sort of uh, very niche, very uh, personal things that are being revealed just because the conversation goes very smoothly and Mm. the person feels very comfortable about actually talking about it in a more intimate way, let's say. Uh, Yeah. uh, How do you usually create, let's say, a case for launching a new show? And how do you discontinue the old ones? How is that decision made? Based on what? Based on the trend, topics, speakers? I mean, performance, perhaps? Um, that's that's a good question because I still think the whole podcast industry is still in the trial and error phase. So that that's something that happens, I think, across all, everywhere. Yeah, all media houses, right? Uh you have to like review and see what did you do? Does it work? Does it not? How differently you can produce the same thing? Uh, So I would say it's a continuing process of reviewing. Uh, It's part of, it's part of the business now to uh, stop and review and check. And if you need to change your plan uh, to accommodate the audience needs. So, but basically, um, so it's purely uh, experimental. Is that what uh, probably, that's what I'm trying to un- understand from, from your idea. So basically, what makes me think that podcasting is a format that allows you to experiment because probably the production uh, process and the launching process is not as huge as if you're producing, let's say, a huge TV show that requires you a lot of actors and a huge budget. Podcast probably allows you to be experimental. Try this format, try this conversation and this guest, and then probably after a few episodes switch to something a bit different. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, uh, I think this this has always been the case with traditional media as well. They used to do surveys and to have like a a group study uh, of people and let them watch a new TV show and then uh, kind of like uh, listen to their comments and maybe change how they do this program, right? Um, So I think it depends on... Now it's a different world because we tend to... like producers or uh, pro- uh, production houses, they tend to measure uh, through numbers while we kind of forget that, yeah, numbers, it, can, it cannot be everything because we have algorithms. So it, if someone watched this show, it doesn't necessarily say that this person really likes sports, for example. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just an ad that he watched for like a few seconds, but algorithm would think, oh, this person likes sports. But in fact, this person may not be really that into sports. Um, So I would say um, 
And instead of just looking at the numbers, we have to really go back to people and ask them, what do you want? What do you prefer? How do you, uh, how do you listen and when and where and what types of shows you, you prefer? And always keep that in mind uh, alongside the numbers. I don't say we let's ignore the numbers. No, let's keep them. But we have to go back to people again and ask them directly, what do you like uh, to listen to? Yeah, that's interesting uh, because uh, um, I think that's very important what you just said that uh, you cannot just rely on, uh, you know, on the numbers that let's say podcasting platforms provide you because that could be mm. just one side of an action that was performed by a listener, but it might not necessarily reflect his real interests. And why is he at this particular, let's say, piece of content at the moment? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very interesting point to even reflect and think about. I wanted to ask you just to get back to the beginning of our conversation. <clears throat> uh, you mentioned that podcasting is still in a stage of trial and error. And I think it will continue to be like that because we need to have a format. I mean, we all needed to have a format that will allow us to start producing content, but at the same time, allow us to go back and reflect and change something. And I think podcasting allows us, as we agreed. But when it comes to media houses, when it comes to organizations, might not be media organizations, do you think having a journalist degree while producing podcasts, does it help or does it harm, in your opinion? Um... It doesn't matter <laughs> if I can say, because I've been working as a journalist for over 10 years now, and I've worked with exceptional journalists who studied medicine or engineering, because yeah. it's more of a skill, yeah. not just a degree. My degree helped me getting into uh, this um field of, of work basically because uh, I had like-minded colleagues right and we all wanted to do the same thing so we kind of it the community helped me to take the action and be there and apply for internships and jobs and all of that but uh, other people with different degrees we reached the same point but they just had a different start Maybe it took them more time to get there, but they got there mm -hmm. and they still produce amazing and exceptional content. So I think journalism or media or podcasting is one of the few fields maybe that doesn't really care about degrees as much as show me what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's the only uh, metric here. That's true. And does it come with experience, though, or the amount of shows you produce, for example? So do you, if you compare yourself to the start of the producing podcasts and uh, to the extent of what you're doing now, how are you different? So did it come with experience? Yeah, of course, it's different because I came from news mm -hmm. and um, deadlines, right? Mm. And now, <laughs> when I remember my first ever podcast, Uh, that I produced three years ago, uh, it took me just maybe a few hours to come up with an idea and mm -hmm. I produced on the same day. And then my editor or my boss told me, yeah, why the hurry? Uh, take more days to think about stories. And I was like, 
can I just take days to think? That's a lot of time because on on TV and radio, <laughs> you do not have I could produce time. whole seasons in few days, right? Um, so yeah, I right now I'm completely different as as a producer, and it's not it's not that I take days to think, uh, but I kind of I know that yeah, this episode will take a few hours to put together, and this one will take weeks to prepare and coordinate with other teams and put together. Uh, so I know the time, uh, the different ways to tell a story. This story would work better as an interview, as a Q&A thing, mm -hmm. while this other story will better be told through a narrative script and a narrative storytelling technique. Yeah, you're right. So it's the same as uh, what we are producing here. The more interviews you're doing and the more post-production, post let's say, uh, products you're producing out of one interview, the next conversation that you're building with another guest, you're actually building it, thinking about the post-production already. And that comes only yeah. after you've been through it many, many times because there's no way you can get the same kind of understanding uh, at your first interview, let's say. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Yeah, but thanks for sharing that one. So I... Um, When it comes to, let's say, the... Do you prefer audio or video interviews? Or, let's say, podcasts? Personally, uh, I watch video podcasts and I listen to audio-only podcasts. Uh, it depends on how much time you have, right? Um, I drive for long hours, mm -hmm. so I, now I consume more audio-only podcasts, but it doesn't mean that I don't watch video ones. Do you do you think the video podcasting has got a potential or is it a very niche uh, kind of uh, product? I think it has a potential because uh, I still consume content, video content on YouTube that is so long in duration mm -hmm. just because I'm interested in that story. And uh, I look at the numbers and I see good numbers. Uh, so I think, and sometimes I even, I don't watch, but I I, I put on a show on YouTube while driving mm -hmm. and I just listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I uh, listen to a lot of YouTube content, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, like, without watching, just listening to it. And then when yeah. I have a chance, I'm just watching. Or yeah, take a look every, like, a few minutes just to see, yeah, what what they're doing. Uh, I think it's just, I think we're so lucky to have different ways to do things and to produce content right now. We are lucky because uh, we have the long form, we have YouTube where people can sit for hours or even streaming services. And we have uh, Instagram and TikTok where you can find out about a video podcast through a really interesting short promo uh, to promote that episode or that show. And we also have the audio-only uh, podcasts and that is also changing. Like Spotify, for example, a few months ago, they start, or maybe last year, they started yeah. integrating video uh, yeah. podcasts on their app. Uh, so I think it's 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 exciting time, basically. We're witnessing a change of an industry and we're lucky to be part of this experience. Yeah, it's more about like, having an option to also see the people who are talking. From that perspective, do you think it matters, uh, you know, the environment the video was recorded in and how important it is, how the guests look like, let's say, 
does it appeal to you or do you when you're producing things for the national for example do you brief the guests what to wear to have like the whole crew who are helping them to look better or how does it work um i think this is this is how podcasting is different from tv mm -hmm. because on tv you have the big crew you have the makeup crew and the hairstylist and the, all of that just to make sure that the presenter, the host and the guest, they both look good on, on cameras because people would be sitting at their houses watching it. So they want to watch something nice while on podcasting, it's different because people can be driving, cooking and just taking a look every now and then or even sitting at the couch and watching. Uh, so the different ways of consuming podcasts kind of give producers the flexibility to simply have both be as casual as they can be because it's still an intimate experience and you're you're not talking to a group of people you're talking to one person or maximum two who are like driving together and listening to to your podcast mm -hmm. uh so it kind it's more of an intimate experience i That's think true. that gives you the flexibility to look as you want to look basically do you want to look casual do you want to dress up what makes you com comfortable, basically, at the end of the day as a host. Yeah, and we need to also think about the cost of the production, right? So podcasting is something that is supposed to be uh, lower in yeah. production uh, costs versus, for example, a proper TV show or even an interview. So that's the yeah. whole point, I believe. Yeah. And from that perspective, definitely, um, uh, you know, things that you can do by yourself – that is very important. Yeah. Like I'm talking as an individual creator and it's very important to actually have an opportunity to have studios like Potster, for example. This is not an ad, but just to, to, somewhere where you can come and already record. It's also important to understand uh, how you can manage your own look. Do you need to brief the guests, etc.? So it's all about the, you know, the level of casualty you want to go with and the cost eventually behind that. How do you usually ensure the podcast aligns with the brand and the core agenda? Uh, so the I think the majority of media houses or news organizations, they have uh, teams and different divisions and departments working together towards the same goal. Uh, so it's the same thing with the national and with any news organization here in the region or on a global scale. All the teams kind of coordinate together and make sure that um, this new podcast or this new uh, video series or this story is in line with, with the goal of the organization. And the slogan of the national is Middle East Explained. We are a regional media organization and this is... This is the main goal that we take into consideration every time that we are in the Middle East and we help explaining the Middle East uh, to English speaking or non-Arabic speaking audience. So it's 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 a cord it's an ongoing coordination uh, process all the time across different departments. And do you do you produce the content both in Arabic and in English? And you have podcasts in both both languages? No, just English. It's just an English, English at this stage. English speaking right. organization. Interesting. Um, uh, maybe we could jump a little bit into discussing the uh, potential challenges that you're facing. Let's say um, 
when it comes to producing a new show or another episode? What are the what are the things that you that challenge you as a producer, and how do you overcome them? Again, I can't say there is a specific challenge in podcasting because the flexibility that it gives you makes every challenge an opportunity to teach yourself something new or grow in that department or field. Uh, but I always see opportunities, not challenges in podcasting. Like a few days ago, uh, I think Spotify came up with this new feature uh, using AI Uh, to translate and uh, clone your the host's voice into another language so that you can you can listen to uh, like a popular US podcast for example in Spanish language mm-hmm. uh, so I, I see opportunities and I really I really like the uh, podcast platforms and podcast producers and hosts they always think of okay how we can we have AI how we can use that to reach more people and more audience in probably other languages right uh, so I think I'm waiting for this feature to be available for all uh, producers and all podcast producers basically because it's still available for only selective mm-hmm. ones uh, so I think every every new feature that we have uh, opens new opportunities for the the podcast community in the region and uh, worldwide um, so yeah I don't I don't see challenges I see opportunities and more rooms for growth for the for the podcast community yeah but for example when we when we do you usually need to script your podcasts when you when it comes to creating an episode yeah so the big question that comes a, a lot from the companies let's say do we need to script to, to what extent mm. do we script the podcasts mm. do we script questions only or replies mm. So if you can elaborate we do on it, that. We do it differently. We do both, basically. Uh, for conversational podcasts, we don't script. We just use the outlines. Okay, we need to talk about this and this and this. Just the outlines and then we let the conversation flow naturally. Uh, with other podcasts, mainly the narrative ones, we kind of, it, it takes more time to produce because we do the interviews first and then we, which is more like journalism, right? You do the interviews and then you sit and pick the most interesting parts of your interview and see how you can build a story out of it. And then we script and then we record mm-hmm. and then we publish. Uh, so we, we do both. They both work. It really depends on what's the best way to tell the story that you have. Yeah, I think that's the the most fascinating part of what what type so, so what con how you can use this content how many different products you can produce out of one conversation for example no it's very very exciting and it's also very interesting uh I, it fascinates me a lot how you can uh come up with the actual media product eventually how you can yeah. sort of play around you know different uh pieces of content that you've recorded somewhere be it audio or video yeah. and then you know an interesting topic for example yeah. uh, and uh in terms of the uh, uh monetizing podcasts i'm not sure how relevant this is for the national but so what are your thoughts around uh monetizing podcast shows so is it a good channel to let's say push the advertising 
Uh, and do you need to actually work towards monetization of a podcast or you need to think about the story first and the idea first? Uh, again, I see producers can move both ways. Uh, you can produce stories that you really want to produce and you want to tell people about. And at the same time, you have, as every organization, take into consideration Uh, that you have to make your business uh, sustainable, right? So I think it, it can move both ways uh, as long as there are uh, room to produce more shows and more podcasts, you can try different ways. You can have uh, sponsored podcasts, you can have uh, subscription-based ones if you have a really interesting story or maybe uh, high-profile guests probably that people on the listener's side would pay money just to listen to this different interview with, with a celebrity or a public figure. Uh, while in other stories, you just have to make that accessible for, for everyone. Uh, yeah, about the... Uh, uh, so an, an interesting thing, I came across uh, this uh, Forbes featuring post uh, the other day and they were featuring, I think, around 40 probably biggest global creators. And uh, that list includes, uh, none of them are celebrities, none of them. So they, and they're featured in Forbes because they've got millions and millions of subscribers, yeah. either on YouTube or on TikTok or on Instagram. And uh, I was just delving into a story of each and every creator and basically they started growing their audience from their hobby, let's say, or something that mm. came absolutely natural for them in terms of the conversation. So I don't yeah. think they ever thought about uh, a commercial side of things when they started recording it. And definitely being able to grow to that extent, and I saw some of the, uh, you know, uh, videos that some of the most famous, uh, you know, vloggers are producing, definitely there's a huge team behind them now. And there's, there are a lot of, lot of uh, sponsors, and I'm fascinated about the way they integrate brands and advertising and marketing into videos that they're producing. But I'm sure when they started uh, uh, doing it at the very, very beginning, that was something really super casual. Yeah. That just yeah. goes to show that, I mean, what is first, a chicken or an egg, right? Yeah. Is yeah, it a commercial side of things or is it your passionate uh, topic? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, really, as I told you, it's exciting times because many things work in different ways. And there is, there is no single theory of, okay, if you've done this, then this will work. No, you have to keep trying and use different methods and ways of production and see what works best. Um, and um, my logical question here would be, so when it comes to an organization, does organization structure and everything allow you to actually experiment to the extent that a proper show needs to be experimented? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, as an, I mean, you, you could people could argue that the organization can afford to try while independent creators can't, right? And some other people could say, no, the independent creator has the freedom and flexibility to try and cancel and relaunch shows while organizations, they have to stick to their plan. Uh, but we've 
the media industry has been there for like years, years and years. And we've seen many shows getting launched and many others getting cancelled depending on uh, the audience reaction. So I would say also it, it can happen both ways. But I, uh, I want to, I want to look into it uh, with a positive sort of uh, note because I think organization will start understanding more and more how to work with podcasting within other, let's say, uh, marketing activities they're doing, other content activities that they're doing, and they will understand how to use this uh, and how to uh, utilize those efforts uh, to the maximum extent. And I think podcasting allows you to do that. Yeah. One of my last questions probably would be, since my audience is B2B, my heritage is B2B corporate, and uh, I really want to create impact in that area. What are, what are your thoughts about B2B podcasts? Is there an opportunity? Is there a potential? And what is the way for B2B organizations to integrate those uh, products into their content strategy? Um, I never produced B2B podcasts before, but I've, I've seen many of them and I think they work because... Uh, audience are not just customers they can be other businesses as well they can be other uh, companies in your same field or in a different field that you interact with as a business right and uh, yeah I think there is an opportunity for that and we're still here in the region I think on a global scale as well we're still experimenting uh, what what channels you can use for that because uh, if if someone sees a B2B podcast on podcasting app, would they be interested to listen to it? Or it would just be uh, the, the limited channels, basically, websites or blogs. Uh, so yeah, I think it's we're still experimenting what best would work for B2B, B2B podcasts. But yeah, as, as we have B2B videos, B2B websites, uh, and all this B2B content creation umbrella, I can see podcasting fitting into that format as well. It's all about how do you place that story? Yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you tell that story? Yeah. Do you tell it from the perspective of a user, let's say, uh, somebody who's using, let's say, technology and not talking about technology, not necessarily talking about technology, but talking about some human stories yeah. and the branded, let's say, uh, um, probably under the branded podcast. No, that's interesting. And uh, the last question, personal, if you were to start your own podcast, if you were to start, and maybe <laughs> you're not willing to start one, <laughs> so what would it be, if ever? That's a difficult question because I always think as... Um, as a member of, our, of an organization. Yeah. So my mindset is always thinking about, yeah, I need, we need to do this, we need to do that. Uh, I, never, I never thought about starting my own podcast yet. Maybe I will at some point. I don't know. But for now, I think I enjoy producing for organizations more. Good. And that and that's great. I mean, uh, it's it's great to be at the place where you enjoy yeah. uh, doing what you're doing. And there are plenty of creators who I think yeah. would like to produce their own shows, yeah. which is also fair. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for this Thank you, uh, amazing uh, I really conversation. enjoyed this conversation. I, I always well. enjoy talking about podcasts. So yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, hopefully it's not the last time we're talking here. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. See you.